Life Within. I'm Ashlyn. I'm Christina. And today, and every day that we record this, but really every day, <laughs> we're trying to get to the heart of our thoughts, feelings, and desires, where we trust we'll find the gospel and our need for it. Yeet. <laughs> uh, that was that. Well, my girl, this is our first time recording since we have shared shared our business, as in like our personal <laughs> business. Our personal business. With the world. world. I mean, like, we do that. (laughs) We do that on Facebook. We did that even more when we were in high school on Facebook. Yeah, like a lot. Oh, man. I had a good memory come back um, earlier. Oh, it was in 2010. So this is when I was a senior in high school. And in December of 2010. Oh, wait. No, no, no. It was when I was a freshman in college. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, December of 2010 was I was a freshman in college. And... The boy that I was like hopelessly in love with my senior year of high school, I still like was like I had like we were never together, but I had like broken up friends with him before going to college. I was like, I don't need you anymore. He was still in high school. And then I was like, just kidding. I do. And yeah, my Facebook status was I'd go to the ends of the earth for you to make you feel my love. Wait, no, it wasn't. (laughs) It totally was. And I know that I was talking about him. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, Bob Dylan via Adele um, really spoke to me about that friendship. So cringy. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Let the the light in there, right? (laughs) Open it. Okay. I am worried that my upgraded medals are going to... um, (laughs) ruin the sound quality of this podcast hey, ready mary's like i don't ruin i oh, make you're right because right. it's a, it it's a miraculous just, metal what some... else do you have on there what did, what did what's, you what's s- on your catholic chain? what do you guys want to say <laughs> what's on your catholic chain girl yo it's so good this is like when i talk to tk which in in um, california that's pre-k but they call it transitional kin- transitional kindergarten okay. tk um and so there's the four-year-olds. And whenever I sit with them, they're like, who are all, those look like monies. And I'm like, these are all the people who pray for me in heaven. And they were like, they're dead. And I go, well, yes. They're more alive <laughs> than you. Um, but who we got? Where, who okay. is teaching eschatology to the TK kids, you know? <laughs> me. <laughs> During dismissal. <laughs> Like, look, kids, I'm going to need to tell you about something we call the eschaton. What is that again? The the end times. Having to do with the end times, right? Yeah, right. The end? I think so. Um, Who do you got on your... We got got Miraculous Metal. Hi. Same. We got... um, Oh, Saints Peter and Paul. (gasps) Uh, This was supposed to be a surprise, but I got two. You did? For yeah. me? I'm glad that I remembered right now talking about it because I might have just forgotten to send it. Wow. So Early Christmas. I got two. Yeah, because um, Ashlyn and I are... <laughs> a, a, a previous podcast title was uh, St. <laughs> Peter's and Paul. No, not no, even St. Just Peter and Paul. Yeah, podcast title. Yeah, you said that. I was thinking episode title, but no, we're talking about like the whole thing. Like the name of the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the name of the podcast, Peter and Paul is Girls. <laughs> that's Which that's is, what we were going to you know, call it. Doesn't have quite, when we quite realized, the ring to it. Yeah, we were not so in favor of that. We thought maybe Peter and Paul as Girls, the musical. But <laughs> right, right. Uh, but then Ashlyn doesn't doesn't want to sing on the podcast anymore. You're right, and I need to make sure that I don't because 
my John Bellion <sighs> instrumental. That's the problem. Well, all of it's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> it's that was bad. So good. No, um, we, should not. we got Divine Mercy. Okay, hot. We got we got JP two. Oh my gosh, this is so cute. The other day I was talking to this one about, I was talking talking to this one. I was talking about this one with one of the TKs. And she goes, um, he became Santa Claus. (laughs) She goes. That is so pure. He became Santa Claus or no. Oh, that is just. Like she, like she could tell, like, uh, she could tell, like, it wasn't quite right. She was like, or no, because I think she was thinking of St. Nicholas. Yeah, that of they're course. telling, yeah, that they're telling the kids that St. Nicholas became Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. And so, she, um, oh, that and then is we got, sweet. we got, um, St. Thomas Aquinas and Our Lady of the Rosary from, um, the Angelic Warfare Confraternity. And then we got St. Jude, which was given to me by a student. And that's all I'm going to say about it right now, but it is really meaningful because of the particular student who gave it to me and she did not know that it was saint jude when she gave it to me so those are all the people who are talking to you when you hear the jingling i just have I could also just mom take... miraculous metal i've got the angelic warfare confraternity and then i have a crucifix that looks like jp2's um closure. that's my favorite yeah so that's, that's what my I'm... favorite i want one i'll get you one really yeah thanks um um so that's what we have on our next today. <laughs> Welcome to my tank, to my crib. You can't see it, but I described it to you. No, but it was an upgrade because I had been using like this really nasty old chain that was like broken and things were falling off of it and I was missing certain things. And then when I got paid after I didn't have to pay another tuition uh, payment for a little bit, I treated myself at pauline books and media yes from the daughters of st paul yeah they work there it was okay. so good i'll come um, and join they them. didn't talk fine you twisted my arm <laughs> i love going there okay no but announcement. they oh my gosh wait we but wait should... no we... so listen we should ask them to pray for us though listen this is the... oh, <laughs> so <yeah>. i went <laughs> So I sat there just like hunting for stuff for like three hours because I was, well, anyways, so um, I, nobody really talked to me um, until I like asked them for help finding something. And then when I was checking out, um, we got to chatting and I was like, it was so funny because she saw that I was looking at um, Vita Consecrata or whatever. What's that? Um, oh, the, con- the uh, yeah. yeah, on the Consecrated Life. By- um by jp2 right i don't know i don't know yeah he did well somebody wrote this and i think it's jp2 um was it you yep it was jp2 it was he used to be santa claus or no anyway you were looking at that so um and she was like so have have you like thought about religious life and i was like yeah i had a dream about the daughters of saint paul and she was like oh can i get your email address (laughs) and i was like yeah that's like going someplace like going to a coffee (laughs) shop and then you're like looking at the barista and then you say, I had a dream that you were my husband. <laughs> exactly. So And then he just goes, Cool. Can I have your email address? I mean, <laughs> no, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was exactly what I wanted to have. For context And then she oh, Go ahead. You're still doing the story. <laughs> but but I, I like talked to her about the podcast a little bit and I and I wrote it down there and I was like, Yeah. So also that and she was like, We're media nuns and I was like, Yes, I know. I know this. <laughs> so that was the thing. I wanted you to know, listeners, that they are media nuns. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, she was like yeah so like podcasts and videos and i was like yeah that's the other thing <laughs> about all this 
No, I, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. They are lovely. I might go to their Christmas concert this weekend. That's I haven't decided yet. Like the most Liddy McLitterson plans. <laughs> I wanted to go see um, Hennel's Messiah this weekend. Oh. Because it's my fave fave. Um, yes. I don't think it's going to work out. But Why? Because um, the Saturday night performance is quite far away. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't currently have a vehicle to get there. Um, oh. And my folks want to put up our Christmas tree. So I want to do that with them. And then um, the Sunday performance is, it conflicts with the Our Lady of Fatima Lessons and Carols concert, well, which sure. I cannot miss, partially because I will sing in it, but also because I couldn't miss <laughs> it because that would disappoint my father and bless his heart. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. So that's okay. Oh. That's okay. I can listen to a recording in my room because that's my Advent custom. Yes. Because oh my gosh. Just like Beautiful. it's intense because there are several days throughout the Advent season where there's like a big chunk of Isaiah that's the first reading. And it's like mm-hmm. the first half, the first part, mm-hmm. not half, but like part the first <laughs> of Handel's Messiah. And it's just, man, if you really want to pray with that stuff and you like classical And music, I do. You got it. And I do. Be listening. I'll send you the good recording because there's a lot of bad recordings Ooh. out there. I'll send you a good one. Yeah. Okay. I want your your input. He's a classical musician. Wow. Um, that is so good. Sandals Messiah is one of those things that gets you gets you going and gets me going. I have a recording of Ashlyn last Thanksgiving, two Thanksgivings ago, the day after, uh, <laughs> dancing to a part of Sandals Messiah <laughs> and just going, "This is so lit." And she's like fist pumping and jumping around. It was, it was exactly what we should respond to the incarnation with. It's gorgeous. And here we are right before Christmas. We're right here, right before Christmas. And I want to jump around about it. Yeah. Like, jump around. <laughs> jump around. Just jump like around. that. And that's why I sound so subdued. Because I want to <laughs> jump around about <laughs> the incarnation. Um, that's how I feel. Because it's the thing that we ought to be the most excited about out of like all of the things to be excited about. It's <laughs> the most exciting thing. Um, well... <laughs> It's like the most exciting thing that has already happened. Word. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I usually get more excited about when the guy hands me the Dunkin' out of the drive through window. No, not usually, but mm-hmm. there are times where I mm-hmm. I prefer that. Is that it, what's wrong? Yeah. You know? For me, it's when I eat Chipotle when I'm really, really hungry. And neither of those things are greater <laughs> in any part. In the incarnation. They are not. But they why? Not. Like, why do we do that? Why do you do that? I, we can't speak for, you know, the royal we, but like mm-hmm. in your life, you, you want to jump about the incarnation because it's deserving of it. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's actually legitimately that exciting, mm-hmm. um, but not always does it elicit mm-hmm. that emotional response or that like physical response or like is the fullness of that joy, the recognition of that joy. Like you're not able to enter into that. Neither am I. Um, do we want to talk about like yeah. why? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Why? I, I think so. Hmm. So yesterday was yesterday afternoon. No, yesterday evening. I was driving with one of my roommates and it was maybe one of the first times this whole Advent season that I have really like found myself um, 
like accessing the the joy of the incarnation that we're talking about right now, like finding myself giddy about it. And it was while I was driving on the 105 in like 6.30 p.m. traffic, <laughs> which in LA is crazy, um, and blasting the Oh Hello's Family Christmas album. And I just wanted to dance and I wanted so badly to be at like a live sing-along performance of <laughs> of this masterpiece. I don't know if it's a masterpiece. Of this. It's like a wonderful thing though. It is a wonderful, of this wonderful thing that brings us so like authentically into um, the journey of the incarnation. Um, so, so I was getting so pumped about that in that moment and it really like woke me up to how I haven't been um, accessing that and and how I don't know like it's almost like I needed this sort of like aesthetic pull to bring me into that um, which is like I don't know human. It's very human but pretty sad oh we said the same thing <laughs> wow oh, it's pretty human, human but it's also yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think you gotta accept it. Um, but it's it's kind of sad. Like, but why? Why is that happening? I think I've been ruminating a lot on like letting the gospel. I just hit my mic. Letting the gospel come into like all of the recesses of my life. And when we, okay, I think this is maybe getting at something. I resonate really quickly with the passion and with the death. Because again, like as humans, as a human, I'm focusing on the suffering and on the dreams that are not being fulfilled. Like there's been some disappointment in the past couple months. There's been some frustration and uncertainty and um, confusion about various things. And uniting myself to the cross is easier than looking at the hope of the incarnation. Because I'm kind of like, okay, I've been hoping in you for some time and I would like some big level evidence that it's worth it and if I look it's there I was talking with my students about it today we were um I kind of guided them through they like did a storyboard and all this stuff and journaled and talked to their friends about Zechariah and Elizabeth and um how God fulfilled their dreams of having a child and I had them like journal about times that they thought something was impossible and it happened and like share what that was like. And for me, when I was like sharing first to kind of open up the floor, I talked about like getting this scholarship to college that I thought was literally impossible. I'm telling you, like, I felt like a giant idiot even applying. So like there are those big level like evidences. They exist in my life, but my worldview is so like temporal. It's so... Um, small is like too small a word. <laughs> it's so um limited and oh whatever. Yeah, it's so small <laughs> that that without the material things to hold on to that are like that feel important, I'm just rejecting it. But it's like, but I have small things that they're not even that small. Why am I even calling them small? Because they feel small like, right now. Are, but it's yeah, like, they feel small right now. But like becoming wow, ooh, like humanity is absolutely a part of the incarnation and like god entering into humanity into our humanity into our littleness becoming so small um mm, beautiful is is a part of that and another thing that's striking me as i'm hearing you talk is it's very relatable 
but also that this is why the liturgical yeah the liturgy you know the church is so good for us because for me it would be you know like lent all the time or or like a solemnity friday all the time you know like (laughs) i either want like to be in control of and you know as good as like lent is it also can if we're living it all the time we're like in control of our own mortification and control of our own fasting or i just like want unbridled feasting you know like feasting when it's against the rules quote unquote it's not right like a solemnity on friday so it's like as catholics we have an opportunity to reflect on the passion meditate on the passion especially on Fridays, you know, like with the traditional recitation of the rosary, like also on Tuesdays, but especially on Fridays for lots of different reasons. And so like it's, it's throughout, you know, it's throughout our week, but then in certain times of the year, like, oh, sorry, I started to explain the Friday thing. So I could say like, but then when there's a solemnity that falls on a Friday, (laughs) like you don't have to fast, like you should like Mm -hmm. feast on a solemnity. So it's like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. like get out of jail free card is the way it feels to me when it's actually Mm -hmm. so much more beautiful and elevated than that. But in my immaturity, like sometimes that's all I have. So it's like either I want like Lent, I want control or I like want unbridled feasting. And really like Mm -hmm. as Catholics, we get to be welcomed in to this pattern of life that draws us outside of like our own preferences. Yeah. Yeah. And draws us deeper into like what what it is to be alive. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it it reminds me of... um, of this prayer about like patience that talks about how I mean it kind of tells God about how like I want to get to the end here and I am so resistant to the intermediate stages mm. and waiting in anything. Oh wow, what's not... this prayer? Because y'all, it's it's in the blessed is it. she planner that my roommate gave to me. <laughs> is it the cute one with all those saints and their cute little gold halos? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not Instagram the. It's not right the. Now. It's not the blessed is she advent journal. <laughs> Very cute. It is very cute. No, it's the Blessed Is She Planner, which is actually, it's, it's, I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, it has a bunch of prayers in the front. Um, it says favorite players, players, <laughs> favorite prayers of the Blessed Is She writers. So they have like two pages of, anyway, sponsor us, Blessed Is She. Just, just kidding. Discern it. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So one of them is uh, Patient Trust, the next name of the prayer, and it's by uh, Teilhard de Chardin, S.J. beautiful Um, pronunciation. (laughs) Do you know how to say that? I don't know what it looks like. I don't even know what words you just said. (laughs) I don't know. It's a French name. I don't know how to say it. Just pray. Okay. That sounded so mean. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just pray. (laughs) Um, Should I read the whole thing? It's like three stanzas. I mean... As the spirit moves you, sis. Above all, trust in the slow work of God. We are quite naturally impatient in everything to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. We are impatient of being on the way to something unknown, something new. And yet it is the law of all progress, that it is made by passing through some stages of instability and that it may take a very long time. And so I think it is with you. Your ideas mature gradually. Let them grow. Let them shape themselves without undue haste. Don't try to force them on as though you could be today what time, that is to say, grace and circumstances acting on your own goodwill will make of you tomorrow. Only God could say what this new spirit gradually forming within you be, will be. Give our Lord the benefit of believing that his hand is leading you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. Amen. In a good way. Like that's like the most Advent thing I've heard all Advent. <laughs> yeah. That is so spectacular. Yeah. And you know, this is so funny because yesterday I was 
sort of curating my prayer time of the day and mm-hmm. <laughs> my eyes like fell on this prayer and this is so funny I was trying to read it and I was like this is taking too long <laughs> I went to something else <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so this is my first time like reading it and savoring it in this season and you are so right it is the most advent thing of advent <laughs> well uh, uh, but, sorry other than maybe isaiah <laughs> yeah so, so what do you think? The Messiah. um it's so good i think i'm thankful right now <laughs> um that when i feel right now i'm like in a season where i'm just like oh, gosh like sometimes there are those, yeah, there's things that are going on in me that are like awaiting the will of God, but then other things that like I'm being invited to actively discern, which is like, so it's not different, but in my lack of experience, it feels so different. I'm like, Oh, this is like a different muscle to exercise. And I'm confused about how to do it, you know, how it fits into the whole thing. And so as I'm like, you know, discerning changes in my life, um, I completely lost my train of thought. Sorry, is that my fault? No, it's not. What we were talking about? Um, you were talking about discerning changes in your in your life. But before that, we were talking about oh, okay, okay, yes, I remembered. Okay, so, (laughs) um, I'm just feeling a lot like, ah, you know, it's like it's up to me, which is never in the heart of the truth, right? Like this feeling of like it's all up to me. You know, I have to make all my right Mm -hmm. decisions and all that kind of stuff. That's not really coming from God. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm so thankful right now that I've got this like guidance of the liturgical year to reflect on waiting and outside of like, um, a specific instance of my life, you know, it's like outside of like aching for my vocation or something like that. You know, it's like, let's just ponder this as a concept, but also ponder it in the life of our Lord and especially of our lady. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah what a gift it is to we I mean we began by talking about the incarnation really like getting to Christmas which is like I think anyone would argue the best part like the what we are waiting for mm-hmm. right. um not just like Christmas to get here and it to be Christmas time but like <laughs> the like fullness of time like the second coming like all of that we're also preparing yeah. our hearts for and that is so good for us I'm yeah. think appreciative in a way that I haven't taken the time to consider um thus far in mm-hmm. Advent that it is Advent, that the church like wants to lead us in that way. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's so good because I struggle with, um, struggle with like understanding like the, the structure, like, I don't know, it's just not necessarily something that I'm preferentially built to like prefer lots of structure. Um, and I mean, yeah, you said it a, a little bit ago that like, it's so good that it helps us exercise that like need to go outside of our preferences um and go outside of our preferences in terms of what we like to think about or how we like to um I don't know um I'm not saying anything no no I mean it's I heard a talk one time um it was way Mm -hmm. over my head I had no idea I was at a conference I had no idea like what was going on (laughs) um was the first time I had ever (laughs) gone to a conference and there was this talk about the liturgy where I was like fascinated by everything he was saying I just had no idea how it like related to my life but Mm -hmm. the priest who gave the talk was talking about how actually like the liturgy is supposed to be uncomfortable because it's Mm -hmm. supposed to like help us to grow in attentiveness and discipline and actually like the liturgy is the prayer of the church is like this is something I just learned this year um it's the only time in our lives. This is a line I can't, I don't know who it came from. I got to look this up. It was so good though. It's the only time 
in our lives where rather than word succeeding thought, like thought preceding word, mm-hmm. yeah. word precedes thought. We are given the words yeah. by the church to then reflect upon. Um, and it's, I mean, we were talking, we wanted to sit down, we wanted to like talk about the incarnation, talk about Christmas, which we absolutely can. But I'm also getting this sense of like, yeah, but it's not time yet. You know, like I think yeah. that like yeah, to wait and to like be in Advent yeah. um, for you and for me is what's needed right now. I like, okay, is to saying to heck with, you know, bad to do on a Catholic podcast. I don't know. With like our idea of when we were going to like release or timing or like, you know, like let's talk about Christmas because it'll be right close to Christmas by time like anybody mm-hmm. hears that. Uh, right now, mm-hmm. like we got to talk about Advent. Yeah. And it'll still be Advent. Ha. No. Yeah, exactly. We do. But I think a part of it is like knowing what we're anticipating, knowing what we're waiting for. And this is interesting because we talked about anticipation before, but now it doesn't rob us of our hope. What we're waiting for is trustworthy. I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, okay, so we are anticipating something. Yeah. In our last episode. We know what it is. We were talking about anticipation. I think this is the classic moment in life in the English language, but probably other languages. I just don't really speak any other one um, where the same word is used to describe two things and it accurately describes both, but there are still distinctions, right? So like anticipation, we talked in our last episode and I, this is like rocked me indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. That anticipation opposes hope. So when I'm trying to predict God's will, um, so I think like anticipation of God's will is the distinction, like anticipation of God's, like God's revelation, um, what has already been revealed that like, you know, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. These are all things that have already been revealed to us. And so to anticipate them is waiting in hope. Um, wow. Yeah. Anticipating his will for our lives leads us to despair. Wow. Well dis- distinguished. Well distinguished, my dear baby Thomas. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Oh, Which, man. What is a baby toast? <laughs> Question <laughs> number 297A. <laughs> what is baby toast? Okay, y'all. Um, something, this is just, yeah, non sequitur. My younger brother is a focus missionary, and uh, shout out to Devin. Um, Shuffleberg Law, this is oh Devin. Devin worked at a law firm at one time, and um had to answer the phones he was explaining how to answer the phones at a thanksgiving dinner and this is like the biggest non-sequitur of a non-sequitur what are we even talking about anymore thanks for sticking with us um he's so funny he's so funny and he and my uncle were just like being hilarious (laughs) at thanksgiving um it's so funny sorry follow him on instagram at flannel master dead You won't regret it. So he's going to get like more. Okay. Anyway, my brother, like funny guys. I think like him being like working in a law office and like doing hilarious sketches of talking to people that would call into this law office is very much like painting the picture of my brother's character. Like super funny, just really dry, like Mm -hmm. just great at situational humor has so many gifts, many social gifts, um, and is really desired. And like, it's been insane to be four years older than him and see like how the Lord has captivated his heart and led him because he didn't start just like me, but like extra didn't start college, like on the path to becoming a focused missionary and the Lord intervened. Anyway, I'm going to tell my brother's testimony on my podcast. All this to say, (laughs) 
we were talking on the phone like last week and he was like, yeah, well, I'm reading these sections of the Summa. I never, ever thought that that would ever come out of my brother's mouth. <laughs> ever. For real. But I don't think that when I first became a missionary, I thought like I'd ever, I didn't even know that that was a thing. You know, I right. didn't even know that the Summa, I didn't know who Thomas Aquinas was. So mm-hmm. um, that was a big tangent, Christina. I don't know if that <laughs> Thomism. I loved it. (laughs) Your brother talked about Thomism, yeah, and that is related because you made a distinction. Yikes! Devin makes a lot of distinctions. Yikes! At follow at Flannel Master to see some distinctions (laughs) being made. Um, Can I share? Can I share a reflection on the incarnation? Uh, Yes. Um, I feel like my brain is just like so rocked right now. I'm like, just my life, you know, like left campus, have a busy month and a half ahead, but also like kind of super bored in certain areas. So I'm just like kind of in a, in a weird spot, but, um, it's a very adventy spot. Yeah. That's what's really hitting me that I didn't know when we first started this. I'm like, Oh, like isn't that cool of God that even when we're like, yeah, I'm sucking at entering into this. He's like, I, I am, you know, like I, Mm -hmm. it's not so much about like, how am I going to live my advent? Um, Mm -hmm. how am I going to do these things? I mean, these are like good desires of our heart. If we're thinking about like what we want to do and yes, we have to make choices about what we do with our time, but like still it's not up to us. We're not driving the bus, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I say when I'm talking about, like, you know, being a branch and not the vine. Um, but, yeah, I guess I get conflicted of, like, okay, you know, what's the difference between, like, making an intentional plan of liturgical worship or, like, reflection or, you know, like, being planful about my prayer life and also just, like, letting it happen to me. Um, mm. What do you think about that? Yeah. Hmm. It's actually interesting. That's something I've really been um, kind of grappling with. Actually, yeah, this morning I stood up God, stood up Jesus for our morning dates. And I actually kind of did yesterday too. Um, And that made me really sad. Um, And it's like what I've been doing recently is like having an intentional time and like things that I've been into that I've been like sticking with. But all of like the the guidance by the liturgical year or like straight up real commitments um are kind of almost afterthoughts like it's like okay well we start with what we want and what we need and then if there's extra time then i'll go to a passage that's kind of adventy you're talking about like <laughs> when you go to pray yeah, yeah thank you okay yeah so this is in my like i structure the time i'm like okay i'm gonna pray from this time to this time and for the most part, I keep that commitment, except for this morning when I stood Jesus up. Sorry, Jesus said. Um, but yeah, it's like, okay, well, I'll do the daily readings and I'll do some Lexio, I'll journal and we'll do that as long as I need to. And then if there's time, then we'll do something else. I don't know. I think, I think what we said earlier about like letting the liturgy like stretch us, um, it, it helps make, helps my hope be a little bit more transcendent what do you mean by um, that? a little bit more eternal so rather than me feeling like okay i am a christian because my prayer time makes me feel good mm. um no i am a christian because i have faith in the gospel 
and I have hope in eternal life. And all of this is about, like my prayer time is geared towards facilitating the relationship that allows me to run into the arms of the giver of life when I have the opportunity to do so. And I have to recognize that I need guidance and structure and discipline to get there, but that I also have to allow myself to be flexible and movable and docile to the real movements of my heart. Yeah. And that is the beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing about a worldview that is rooted in the gospel and rooted in um, relationship with Christ through the church is that there is real guidance, real guidance where you can receive truth from an external source and your your own your own truth no the truth that comes to you through your heart as you are a vessel of the holy spirit also is like i don't know it's just the wrong thing to say like authoritative to some extent like in your life um if i understand you correctly that like we are responsible for discerning the promptings of the holy spirit and acting upon them mm -hmm. so in a way that Mm -hmm. like when discerned and directed we act on those things. It becomes an authority in our life. We b- believe that we are like right. discerning the will of God and doing it. Right. So yes. Right. Okay. I mean, we're getting at the same things. It's like this tension between um, having order, which you're, yeah, you've talked about, like I want to have order and I want to have availability. Like I'm going to be disciplined in making time for this relationship, which is like mm-hmm. omnipresent. Like it is true. Mm-hmm very true and very good and like oh joyful amazing that like god is constantly with us but when we set aside time for prayer it is to like relate our hearts to him in a very like intentional and conscious way but it's also to like receive his word so like but you mentioned in your in your prayer in the time that you set aside for prayer like you pray with scripture Mm -hmm. those are god's words Mm -hmm. and then we can understand when we pray with scripture how God's words are speaking to us in that moment. Um, and so it's not just like a thing to do. Sometimes it is, you know, sometimes when you're sitting down with your housemate or your dad or whoever, you're not mm-hmm. hanging upon their every word. There is like a routine mm-hmm. to that. But the relationship becomes richer when rather than just doing it because it's a routine, mm-hmm. we do it because we desire to know that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so we desire to receive their words and let them impact us and our knowledge of them. Right, right. Prayer isn't just another thing that we, it's not anything that we do for God, right? Like, mm-hmm. but it is right. a way that we become, we know him better. And so I, I'm convicted, I fail in this, but I'm convicted that it's like when we actually know God and are interested in who he is, mm-hmm. um, we want to mosh a little bit harder to the Oh Hello's Family Christmas album. Yes. You know, like we're more excited about about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are times where it seems like the same old, same old thing that I do every December, you know, mm-hmm. um, probably there's something else that, that, that's a holdup, you know, like mm-hmm. boredom and relationships, it happens, right. But there's something else that like can be moved or like needs to be moved. There's like an obstacle to relationship mm-hmm. there. That's a lot to get into. But like, I think that that's a reality. Also know that like I lose curiosity for God. I'm more interested in what, how He sees me. I'm like very selfish mm-hmm. in relationships. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. pretty insecure. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about prayer and like wow, like this term that we can well-meaning but fall into that's just like lame is like quality of prayer. No, like prayer is prayer. There's no good prayer or bad prayer. Like, am I praying? Right. You know, um, right. 
good prayer usually is the time when I really feel like God likes me. Yeah. But if I go mm-hmm. to, into like relationships, if I go into my friendship with you, if I go into my friendships with other mm-hmm. people, with my family members, thinking about like being interested in the relationship because of how they see me, mm-hmm. it's fundamentally less satisfying than when yes. I can be more outward facing and say like, I'm in this relationship because I desire to know you. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, something that's kind of like stirring is those points in the gospel how those are like the major things but what are the in-between points and i think that this is you know this is that in-between point of being broken and being redeemed um and that's advent right and that for me is one of my like one of the places where i need to let the light in because hmm, like thinking about the need for atonement the need for um a messiah i think in our culture it's hard to you know, it can be kind of hard to relate to because we feel like we have, I get to eat as much as I want. I get to, um, I, you know, get to drive around to get to the places I want to go. And I get to go to college for what I want to go to college for. And this is like me that I have been like privileged and that it can be a challenge, I think, to recognize that I actually need a Messiah. And so this time where I am asked to enter into my need for redemption, enter into the anticipation of of what's going to fulfill my deepest desires. Um, well, actually, yeah, that's the access point for me. It's anticipation of what's going to fulfill my deepest desires. Mm-hmm. But like, I am not in the position of the Jewish people who were receiving the prophecies of Isaiah, who needed a Messiah. Um, I mean, I sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I need a Messiah. Right. <laughs> we can tell that by the way I'm talking. Right now. <laughs> um, but like, that's just being honest. Yeah. It, it's not me saying like I'm fine because I eat meals. It's saying when you have all of like so much privilege, it can be difficult to recognize the need for for a savior. Yeah. But I think sometimes the ache that the ache for salvation, like the ache for the beloved Mm -hmm. it's a fundamentally human experience and it Mm -hmm. will find us exactly whether we are wealthy and cared for or Mm -hmm. abjectly impoverished you know or like whether i'm a pilgrim person i'm a pilgrim you know soul Mm -hmm. pilgrim body soul composite but let's not get into that or a pilgrim (laughs) people yeah is that true like that's the big question like is that true right but when we break it down we get to the heart of it it's like actually like these longings in my heart these things that are actually driving me nuts like seriously so not fun like Mm. the hope for something promised is so not fun for Mm -hmm. me yeah but also is so merciful to me yeah Mm -hmm. we both came into this conversation with like anxieties and frustrations and probably we'll like have them again very soon. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. in less than an hour are able to gain new perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. It's so good. Yeah. I'm like being, yeah, I'm being like broken open because what I just said about like having privilege and so feeling like I don't need a Messiah, like doesn't actually ring that much truth. Like doesn't ring that true for me. Um, But for some reason it like, came out of my mouth and I think that it's like it's getting at those mountains and valleys right that like uh get in the way of the Lord's path to me one of those mountains things I've put in the way what I'm realizing is that regardless of our worldly needs or desires 
like you said, that ache for eternity is fundamental to the human experience. And it's going to find us no matter what. Um, And for some reason, I have been blocking myself from experiencing that ache. Maybe because I've been so um, stuck in wanting and aching for more temporal things Mm -hmm. that I want to, I don't even want to say the things that I want. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know my career. I want to know who I'm going to marry. I want to know what I'm going to eat for dinner tomorrow. You know, like, (laughs) um, and those things can fill my mind. But here's the thing like that I don't do, but I want for you more than I want it for me. That's my problem that like, I want it for you more than Mm. I want it for me. But like Mm. that desire for even that thing, that small thing, you know, the Chipotle, the coffee from Dunkin', like can, Mm. if my heart is open, remind me of my want for heaven. Beautiful. Um, Yes. And like, okay, when we're talking about like, okay, what do I resolve and what do I just let happen to me? Like I let my life happen to me, but I resolve to direct my life to relationship with the Lord. So, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I can't control a lot of the things. I'm not going to get into like what you should and shouldn't do because it's just too hard to figure out and we're all doing our best. But like my life is going to happen to me. The Mm -hmm. things that I never planned would happen will happen. Things that I planned on happening won't happen. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. what I can resolve to do is relate the life I'm experiencing to the Lord and desire to see his life in it. Beautiful. So where does that leave me? (laughs) I'm like, ah, like I don't do, I'm, I do the thing, which I hate, (laughs) Uh, which is exactly let those things be empty or worse. You know, like when I see the opportunity to relate to to the Lord, like resent that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but he's in this, he is in this, Mm -hmm. he's driving the bus. Yeah. And that's us being, I mean, all of this, this conversation feels very much like being a people in darkness and seeing a light. <laughs> and the movement like, of Messiah that is this part is so cool. There's this walking baseline. I'm sorry for the people that don't like classical music that are listening to this. Please come back. I won't do this every single time. But there is this like low strings started out and it's a bass aria which is like the lowest guy singing like he's got the deepest voice out of all of them and this line that starts it out sounds like walking and drudging along it's so so freaking dope anyway we are people in darkness i'm a person in darkness who has Mm -hmm. seen a great light that's the next part the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light and you know what that's in an active tense it's not in a future Mm -hmm. tense I, mm-hmm. they have seen exactly light. Mm-hmm. and it at least like thinking about that line in isolation the light in itself like is cause for joy even if they don't know where it's coming from um I mean like, I don't know I never let myself fully imagine that like I'm so numb to that line um which is so sad because it is so um I mean it's powerful right like imagine being a like a group of people walking in true darkness <laughs> i don't know and like yeah the great light like i, I, I just got chills i just got chills um and so something i'd like to finish up with is mm-hmm. we need to be interiorly transformed but that mm-hmm. transformation of our hearts needs to radiate out to other people and you know we get ourselves mm-hmm. into trouble when we're like i'm radiating now you know like mm-hmm. i'm i gotta radiate because it's actually the light of Christ 
pouring yeah. out within us. So yeah. the most exactly. important thing that we can do in being a witness to others is to be transformed ourselves, to be convicted ourselves, yes. you know? Yes. Um, but what are the things when it's like time to go be with a family um, in this time of celebration? You know, like we are still mm-hmm. very much, I think we've experienced this and we've recognized it more than we knew when we started this, that we are still in this period of waiting. Um, mm-hmm. We are getting the opportunity to live Advent. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Christmas like I don't want to force it um so we can't say like okay on the on the first day of Christmas I'll give everyone a partridge in a pear tree uh, in the form of a gospel presentation um but like you know what are some things that I can be more aware of going into that time so I'm not you know putting that light under a bushel basket like what is the bushel basket um I need to think about that me too yeah yeah like how do we celebrate it and let let it be as spectacular as it is and i think part of it is is letting it not be just like a you know a cultural celebration you know as americans we close businesses on christmas and sit with the people we're related to and like that's what americans do for christmas as a whole (laughs) and like how as those to whom the incarnation means something like that celebration is about receiving the greatest gift possible yeah i mean the practicals of that i don't have it yet i'm glad that we're aware you know Mm -hmm. i i desire Mm -hmm. my eyes to stay open you know to like look Mm -hmm. for those opportunities and to not let the little stressors be more important or when the little stressors inevitably come um Mm -hmm. to desire to see them in the light of christ Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I think, I mean, I can finish up here in a second. I think letting Christ be as real to me as he truly is, is a part of that. Throughout all of the liturgical year, I stop and I say like, well, I mean, it's just another day, okay? It's just time. So like, why do I need to put a special label on it? Like, it's just a day. It's no more true. Like, the incarnation is no more true on Christmas than it was the day before. Like, it is just as true. However, I am not going, I have to recognize the importance of like time in our human experience. And so like, for example, like Ashley and I saw each other for the first time in a year, a couple weeks ago. And if I sat there and said, Ashlyn, um, we're always friends. So there's nothing special about this time. That would be really goofy and dumb (laughs) like or on um i mean on birthdays or anything else like there are times where we need to give our realities more um let them have more um power over the way that we experience what happens that day um and so yeah like what you said about not letting the little stressors get in the way like i'm sort of like well why would i you know, if I'm not going to let it get in the way on Christmas, how come I let it get in the way on sept- in September? Well, I shouldn't either way. But in particular, this is a day that like Christ asks us to enter into that joy more particularly. And in the same way that when you and I are together experiencing the joy of our friendship, I'm going to like honor that and give you my attention in a special way. Um, I want to give that to him always but in particular um at these particularly joyful times and we can trust that there's an outpouring of grace there you know um oh yeah that it's a gift it's a gift to like because you're absolutely right that like absolute joy um 
and like a purity of heart and like an openness to receive the goodness um that's so hard like i'm like Mm -hmm. i want that to like explode my heart but if it's not like i can still trust that it's doing something and by being at mass and so i mean people being at mass you know like on christmas day Mm -hmm. there's an outpouring of grace that Mm -hmm. if i just say jesus whether i feel it or not like i want to receive that from you Mm -hmm. i want to receive the gift that you are the gifts that you give and i can trust that then you know on february 23rd which to me is an insignificant day sorry if that's significant to you you know like (laughs) i'm better for it Mm -hmm. um yeah Whoever you are listening to this, I'm like, whoever you are, uh, thank you. (laughs) And um, please pray for us. Um, Seriously. But we do desire to hear from you. We desire to engage you. Um, And so if there are things that you have to say about this, this has been like a lot of wondering. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. we come to the mic like, I know what I want to say. Today was like a lot of, you know, I desire to know how I I feel about this. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Maybe maybe tell us or, you know, start this conversation mm-hmm. with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but we yeah. have great hope of fruitfulness, whatever that looks like. We don't know. Yeah. Please, please, please reach out to us um, if you want. You can um, you can follow us on Instagram at APW podcast on Twitter at APW pod. Um, and if you want to email us, you can email us at apwpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us a, um, a message if you have any responses. Um, and we would really appreciate if you would um, hit us with them, with them five stars on, on iTunes if you, if you like what we're doing. Um, and if you throw in a review, hey, that would also be extra there. prayers for you. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that just helps, helps get the word out. It allows iTunes' algorithm to kind of detect this little thing that's going on. We ask in all humility. Thank you. This has been a place of good.